Um, I don't speak Esperanza. Is that Esperanza? <laughs> I have no idea what Esperanza is. Esperanza is the universal language that they try to know. That's Esperanto, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Esperanto. Yeah. yeah. If you guys can't tell, today's episode is about Willow, <laughs> the movie. Yes. Um, it's a fantastic adventure through a completely made-up realm of little people um, and daikinis, which I guess are humans. Daikinis? Yeah. Are those the brownies? No. Those are the humans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just keep... They never, like, actually... There's so many words in that movie that I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what are, are you just, saying? And then I'll hear it later. So, brownies... <laughs> are tiny little people that would probably be most uh, like fairies without wings. But then there are actual fairies. Yeah. Then yep. there are the little people that I don't... They give them a name, but they're not hobbits, but they're the hobbits of the movie. Like Willow is... Yes. Yeah. They have a name, but I think they only say it like twice. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there's the Daikinis, which may or may not be a racial slur for humans. There's a lot of slurs in this movie. It's all slurs. Peck. They say peck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to say peck? I think, I'm pretty sure peck <laughs> in the real world just means like you're a prick, which means you're a penis. Yeah, like a pecker. I, I think uh, that that's makes sense. what that means. Or but like a bird peck, just something small. Just yeah. something annoying. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We've I named know. you something annoying. Yeah. Do you know where like the origins of willow i just learned this after watching the movie like where why they made the movie or like well you know the, george lucas created willow but like yeah. where did it like, like why? the source material <laughs> yeah i have no idea where the source material of willow came from i assume stolen from hundreds of other people yeah i'm sure there was plenty of that going on um so george lucas was just out to create children's mythology basically that's where oh, star he wanted wars came to from. become a god <laughs> i think so that's yeah. <laughs> i mean that's a lot of the human natures become immortal through uh infecting people with your arts yeah and i think he really didn't have like devise a plan to do that and kind of like probably make himself into a weird god or legend type of deal he did and then he became somebody who can't be trusted with his own legend true true but he wrote, I guess, the uh, the original concepts of Willow, he wrote in, like, 1973. So Willow came out in 88. Yeah. Uh, I think they started work on it in 83. But the origins of it, he wrote in 73. And if you notice, Willow has a lot of similarities to Star Wars. Well, yeah. Star Wars is also just a fantasy movie in space mythology for children I mean, <laughs> in a way it does make sense because i do the older i get the more i'm like star wars is for kids because it is for kids yeah and like i was talking about that yesterday on the phone um like i don't think you should force your kids to watch star wars because we're kind of at the point where star wars might be too dumb for your kids yeah the animated series seemed to kind of step it up, honestly, but I haven't seen the newest ones. I haven't like watched Rebels. any of the animated series, but the fact that the materials in the animated series are literally the minutia of war <laughs> kind of uh, makes me think that they're a little more deep than the fucking incredibly expensive blockbuster movies. Yeah, so George Lucas came up with this idea, but think about the similarity of the star wars like i was reading some material on it and i was like dang this is really close you have a mystical child right you have a guardian protecting that mystical child uh that i mean in this case willow is a little bit like luke skywalker a little bit like obi-wan Right, because he's the guardian, the yeah. Obi-Wan role, but he also kind of has the Luke Skywalker role. Well, I feel role. like the Obi-Wan role is the wizard in the village. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's almost like a Qui-Gon. Well, I guess because there, there isn't a trilogy <laughs> here, but Qui-Gon is the Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but think about it, too. Like, all right, the dumb hero guy, the main guy, meets a cool guy who gets the check, right? Like Han oh, Solo, yeah. Princess that Leia. That is true. He is the nerd <laughs> of his own story. Yeah. And then they're on a quest to where they meet the ultimate evil sorcerer figure, which in this case is the queen. I don't. It's like Bavdora or something is her name. Uh, Mavdora. I think it's it's like naming your kid or something. It's just yeah. not something. That's a direct attack on one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these names are just too wild and too hard. So I apologize to you, hardcore Willow fans. I know there are none, but no, I there apologize. are a lot. My dad would have just cried a little bit. Oh, luckily sorry. I don't care about his feelings. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, weird similarities to Star Wars that I didn't quite notice. But that was also where George Lucas met Warwick Davis, who's the actor who plays Willow. So he was, you want to take a guess at who he was in Return of the Jedi? Uh, He was an Ewok? That's right. He wasn't just a Ewok. He was Wicket, the leader of the Ewoks. I I was going to say, I don't know the actual ethics that went into making the Ewoks scene, so he might have been all of the Ewoks. Yeah. Maybe he was. We would have noticed that green screening. Yeah, for sure. Green screening at that time was not fantastic. Yeah. That's kind of right as they were developing all this stuff, actually. I also, I learned that the morphing scenes, you know, when the... The good sorceress lady. I think her name's Roselle. I don't know. More crazy names. <laughs> uh, when she's like morphing into different animals. Yeah. That was the first time that was done in like a Hollywood movie. And that was a process that ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, um, yeah, they developed it. So kind of cool trivia. But yeah, George Lucas met Warwick Davis on the set of Return of the Jedi. Right. And then he was like, like, hey, man. In <laughs> 20 years, how old? Are they? It was like five years. It was like five years. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's that's real cool. What did he see in him that made him think he was perfect to play a fuzzy animal with a spear? Probably four feet of magic. Isn't, isn't Wicket's like main um, dialogue? Chuck, chuck. <laughs> it's something like I'm that. I'm pretty sure it's chuck, chuck. Yeah, something crazy. I can I I'll go out on a limb and say it's Chuck Chuck. I'll, I I wouldn't That's, bet against that. Did you? This is completely <laughs> off subject, but did you watch the uh, little? I think it was like a TV movie series of just the the Ewoks. Yeah, aren't those like lost media? I think they've been recovered now. But oh, aren't they been- gone for a while? They were for sure recovered, but all of them were at, I got them at um, Hollywood Video. Oh, okay. That and the library. Which, Maybe I'm thinking of the Christmas special. The Christmas special is on YouTube pretty much exclusively, but that's not lost. They tried to destroy that. Right. That I think it was very briefly lost, but yeah, people they always would like it to be. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen it? I saw part of it, I think, actually at your house. I think Seth and you were watching it. Oh, my God. I'm and sorry. And I caught part of it. <laughs> um, yeah. That movie is so bad that we played a scene of it in a pizza shop that I worked at to get people to leave at 2 in the morning. And it Makes was sense. like the third most effect. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole scene where they just speak in Wookiee. No subtitles <laughs> yeah. at all. And it's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> that's kind of awesome but it's yeah terrible. it's awesome other than like you're it's it's not like all, <laughs> all of the wookies look creepy too like one of them looks like the uh fuck one of the monsters from the evil dead like the first or no it would have been so evil dead 2 there's the chick in the basement that like transforms her face into like it's just the heart of that face makeup okay yeah yeah it's just that with fucking fur on it Hi, I'm the Golden Cowboy, and I'm here today to introduce the newest handheld human bio-waste scanning device. Are you tired of getting your hands all poopy? Well, now you can keep an excrement log for your taxes and for your mandatory reports to your employer. It's easy. 
Simply clench the device between your cheeks after you drop your productivity at work. Using a mix of sonar and x-ray technology, this device provides the most high-res images of your lost production. Yeehaw, cowboy! Unicorp, the only choice for your future. Anyway, Willow. <laughs> yeah, um, weird ties to Star Wars. So, that actor, Warwick Davis, the guy who played Willow. Yeah. He was in Return of the Jedi. So when episode one came back around in the late 90s, I think it was 98, uh, he actually made a cameo. Well, I guess it's not a cameo. He was in episode one in the pod race scene. He was just a uh, part of the crowd. I, was just hanging- I guess that's a I think they did like, like it, do a, a shot of him and he was like cheering or something but he wasn't like an actual main character or anything well cameo just... i think is just a one line but that's why i'm confused as okay. whether or not if you don't say a line is that a cameo or an appearance or i thought cameo was like if he was willow in star wars or like if he was warwick davis in star wars no but a if cameo, he just plays a character so um stan lee does a cameo in every one of those like those are all cameos where he just like it's a very short scene where you get a line okay and it's just there as fan service like it's specifically fan service yeah so anyways he was in episode one i think this is funny that he was not in episode two or three was that because he didn't want to be i think it was because when they eventually rebooted it they did seven eight nine they did solo they did rogue one he was in all of those oh my god he just wasn't in episode two or (laughs) three (laughs) i don't see the rest of this trilogy being very good at all (laughs) dude i actually liked rogue one a lot rogue one was great i thought solo was great too i did i only made it 15 minutes through that that's still on the gotta like revisit but no, yeah. see, the, my only issue, and it's good that we're on a podcast when I bring this up, um, <laughs> Rogue One yeah. ignores the one thing we knew about the Rogue One mission from the original trilogy. Steal the plants. No, is that many Bothans died to oh, right, get you these right, plants. Yes. Guess how many Bothans are in Rogue One? Zero. No fucking Bothans <laughs> in Rogue One. They just wrote them out of history. There is apparently a small holocaust involved with that, and they've just <laughs> decided that they it's not canon anymore. Do you know what Bothans look like? I was just about to ask you. The, they're not the hammerhead guys, right? No. They they're... look like wolf people. I had to look it up. Okay, I think I've looked this up myself. And yeah, I was like, they look oh. like they look like <laughs> they look like wolf people, and that's that they're, they don't, they don't even look like werewolf people. They look like people that are slightly wolfish. Yeah, and um, I don't think they're in any of the movies. I think they briefly showed but, uh, one in the cantina. That's what I'm thinking is like the only yeah. place they would be. But yeah, and that's the only thing they had to do to keep continuity yeah. between the original <laughs> trilogy and uh, Rogue One is put some Bothans dying in it. And they just didn't. <laughs> you know, they tried, but that week all the Wolfman costumes were checked out and they didn't have time to that reschedule. Would, that would be real weird if you find out that like Bothans <laughs> is actually a slur. <laughs> we just didn't bring it up ever again. Speaking of uh, wolf-like oh, creatures, I thought you were going to say slurs. It's like, <laughs> no, Adam, we Let already me list did them. This. <laughs> uh, speaking of wolf-like creatures, though, uh, the devil dogs. Was that what they were actually called? That's what I, that I in my uh, post-watch research. They yeah, they kept referring to them as the, devil, the dogs. devil dogs. Yeah, the the winnies in a costume. <laughs> totally. But do you know what breed of dogs they were? They weren't chows like Winnie. Were they mastiffs? No, smaller. Well, slightly smaller. They were Rottweilers. Oh, that's very misleading because Rottweilers do not have the weird face. I guess I could tell from the tail. Well, most Rottweilers that I've seen have the clip tail, which Uh-oh. is so messed they usually up. go. Yeah. Which the tails on those things went down, but you could tell that they were like. But that was part of the costume, wasn't well, it? Well, it was. They had full tail costumes, but it was on top of their tails and it was just heavy, so it was like draping them. So, oh, okay. Like, you could see that it wanted to be springy. Yeah. 
Um, Devil Dogs. Oh, so you know when we were watching it in the very beginning, and they're like in the town, and I was like, "Hey, what's what's the most famous little little guys little person? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe little guys not cool. I don't know. I'm pretty like, sure this? little guys all right. I don't <laughs> think that there's a large community of people being like he said guy instead of person. <laughs> I think you'd be fine. But yeah, I asked you, and I think Rachel was in the room for a minute. I was like, hey, what's the most famous little person? And you guys were both like, Dinklage. And I was like, that looks like him. (laughs) Was that actually him? So I guess it's a rumor that I I looked on maybe like, you know, five or six sources. And it was just like people arguing, basically. That are like, that's not not Dinklage. Why don't they ask? Well, so I guess it was an unconfirmed credit. Or like a lot of the little people that were cast in this yeah. didn't get official credits. Yeah, but the, but so if they ask him, right. were you in this movie <laughs> physically? Like this isn't a paperwork issue. This is a just just ask. I know. And, and like I, if he lies about it, that'll be real weird. But also, <laughs> who cares? Like you guys didn't know in the first place. This way, we at least have an official history. Yeah, so I couldn't find anything where they, like, directly asked him or interviewed him. But it looks like him. He would have been 17 at the time, which I actually thought he would have been younger. But him and Warwick Davis are, like, exactly they the same age. They just look really good for their age. Yeah. And so Warwick Davis was 17 when this was filmed. Dinklage would have been 17. So it's kind of one of those, like, unconfirmed things. I tend to think it's not actually him, but... I guess there's, uh, like, some potential. I tend to think that they could ask both of the people involved in this if this guy (laughs) was in the mood. That is... Imagine if that's how you had to prove you were at work. Was, like, (laughs) 200 people on the internet had to have an argument about whether or not your name was on the end of the workday. Yeah. Yeah, some of the other people that were cast in the movie... Oh, so first I did mention, you know, this was, like... They hired a ton of little people for this, but uh, Warwick Davis, I don't know if there's an official stat, but he's like, this was the largest casting call for little people, like our specific demographic at this time. I guess they hired almost 250 little people, which is pretty cool. (laughs) That's like a whole town. Uh, Some other, I guess, kind of background stuff. Um, Ron Howard directed it. I don't know if you caught that. No, I did not. I also um, don't. I'm bad with directors and producers. I don't. I know that those jobs are important, but I don't know the difference between them, and I can't ever tell. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell either, and I I knew that, but I I forgot it until I saw it pop up. But it's crazy, like the way he got the director role was at the time he. He had just filmed Cocoon. Have you ever seen yeah. that movie? Oh, I've seen Cocoon a lot. I've actually seen that one. So <laughs> that's great. I, that, that makes total sense. Cause, so I know Cocoon because at my grandma's house, there was like two VHSs that I could maybe stand watching. And one of them was a VHS of recordings of the young and the restless. But it was an episode okay. where there was magic little there's a little person in the Young and the Restless that like knows magic or something. There's always crazy stuff in yeah, soap was, operas. Yeah, it was insane. And then uh, Cocoon. So I would nice. just wa- would watch Cocoon over and over again when I went to my grandma's house. Cocoon is a pretty solid movie. Cocoon was a terrible movie when you were a kid because there's no action in it. As yeah. an adult, it's an excellent movie, and you're like, this is a transformation of life. And you're like, okay, there's actually like a small lesson. The effects are all right. It's yeah. not like super gross. It is a kind of a boring movie, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think if I would have seen well, it when I was younger. Yeah, boring is a very objective. Like when you're a kid, and the only thing anybody has ever made you watch is like just insane uh, sensory overload. Yeah. What's the name of that guy? Wilford Brimley? Wilford Brimley? Yeah. Yes. The diabetes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are you familiar with the uh, Wilford Brimley line? It's in the like, movie? I think I have to be. There's. It's, I, I don't think it's in the movie. It's like, it's just one of those cultural things that came out of the movie where it's like, I think in that movie, he's only like 52 or something. Yeah. 
but he looks like he's 80 yeah. and he looked like he was 80 for like 30 years after that yeah it's because he had diabetes <laughs> but now it's a thing like you pass the wilford brimley line which is like when he filmed cocoon and he was like 50 or something so so when- people always compare it they're like look at tom cruise he passed the wilford brimley line but he looks like he's 30 <laughs> well maybe that's the thing is whatever whatever age you are or whatever you look like at the age that you would be in the wilford, wilford brimley line is that's what you're going to look like for the rest of your life oh okay yeah i think that's a good interpretation of it if not built into it i mean yeah <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. You got any more weird background stuff? Oh, I got plenty. Okay, because I was going to say, we can just talk about how fucking ridiculous the magic is (laughs) in this movie, and that is enough to take up six or seven years. Yeah. I mean, we can sprinkle stuff in between my little random trivia facts. So I would like to get on a couple of things on magic real quick. Let's go. These fucking acorns, all right? (laughs) How do you activate these acorns? How did he pass these acorns to Willow? Like, what the fuck? So people without uh, any context, it just sounds like I'm insane with context, is not going to help a lot. But so at the beginning of this, Willow wants to be uh, Wizard Supreme. Yeah, he gets tested. Yes. uh, He fails the test. He fails the test. (laughs) But because he almost didn't fail the test, which isn't how tests work, uh, he gets basically told that he can be a wizard if he wants later. And it doesn't even say a good wizard. It says he has the potential to be a potentially powerful wizard. That was purely circumstance, right? It was like, oh, we found this baby. We got to find a guardian. You'll be the one to find the guardian, and then the wizard starts talking to him again. Yes. Like, I don't think it would have happened otherwise, right? No, no, the get the apprentice thing would have happened anyways. That was supposed to happen that day. The him going on a journey was not going to happen. So that town, they make it sound really bad because the dog showed up for the town meeting as well. So that <laughs> yeah. town meeting was supposed to happen. It right. just wasn't supposed to be an emergency town meeting. Right, right. And... He was supposed to choose an apprentice anyway. Oh, I thought that's what the test was. And that's he was what like, was. no apprentice this year? No, that's what it was. Oh, so okay. all of that was supposed to happen, but then the dogs came. So that scene all seems like it's reactionary to the dogs. Right, when really right. it was supposed to happen anyway, and that just happens to be something they're talking about in it. Okay. But yeah, because then he does, he fails it, and then they're talking about the mission afterwards, which is a completely, it's like, Item B on the town meeting list is these dogs showed up. <laughs> we need to know why they uh, started eating everybody. Yeah. But yeah, so he goes and gives them to a baby or talks and tells Willow he can be an okay wizard if he tries at one point in time uh, and gives him some self-confidence. And then he's like, hey, also on your quest, it's very, <laughs> very, very dangerous. Here's three acorns <laughs> that if you throw them at something, it will turn to stone, which is great. And in Magic Land, totally makes sense. So he passes them to the, like, he gives these acorns to him. Guy just sticks them in his fucking pocket. And he's walking around with them for a lot of the movie. Like, he touched at one point in time, he drops one of these things, and it turns the fucking thing he drops it on to stone. Yeah, what did he drop it on? He I dropped it on that, a plank of a bridge, That's and it right, turned the yeah. wood plank. So where, how, why does, did the first one go off when he dropped them in his sack, and he's just had a rock sack the whole time? So this is actually a continuity error. Because they I, only use two of them? They only use two in the I movie. Know. But originally, he did use three. Did he eat one? No. So there was a scene where he was on a boat and he accidentally dropped the acorn, turned the boat to stone, and he sunk. There's actually kind of a remnant of that scene in the movie still. I don't know the exact point of the movie, but he has wet hair for no reason. And it's because they had filmed that scene and it originally was in the movie. They took it out. But he still had wet hair. The only place I can think that that was was when he went to the island. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, on the way to the island or when they went to the sorcerer. Like, basically yeah. him leaving the island. Yeah, but on on the island, he was on a boat. Yeah. I think that's the only time he's on a real boat. Right. The rest of the time, he's man, perfect baby float. They very Moses the baby. 
<laughs> so funny that the baby has like a full head of hair too. That's oh, it was a weird. Right. If you want to go back into other things, I have a problem with, and that that baby is fully, fully conscious. Oh yeah, that is a sapient being that just <laughs> being dragged through the fucking countryside by a small person and fucking a rude guy and <laughs> yeah. two really annoying brownies. Why don't they send? Fa- I don't understand the fairies thing either. But yeah, basically, it, at some point in time, there's a conversation between a fairy and the baby where it the way the fairy is responding to the baby is in full sentences. Yeah. So it's having a conversation with the baby and like it knows its name and stuff and where it's supposed to go. Yeah, because the fairy comes out of the conversation and it's like, uh, you should call her by her name. It's Elora Dannon. Yeah. Which I, it took me like five times hearing that name to get it to. But so it's like the Alora Dannon, but they're like, Alora Dannon, and she's going to blah, 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 blah. But yeah, there's that, the whole baby thing is, why didn't they just ask the baby how to get there? They should have been asking the baby a lot of stuff. Why didn't the fairy just come with them? Yeah, for real. They should have been like, look, this was incredibly helpful. Can you just come with us and translate for this hyper-intelligent baby? Right, or maybe send one of your tiny fairies with us, maybe make a magic box or something. They did get attacked by wind, though. Yeah. Which I don't, also don't understand. It's a big hole right there in the whole movie that just bothers the crap out of me, but... There's a few, like, continuity errors that I actually think the story doesn't have i think it's like the script and just various like basically levels of bureaucracy of filmmaking that kind of diluted the like like this made absolute and total sense when we started it seems like an overall theme of willow kind of because george lucas wrote the story then he he was supposed to write the screenplay and wanted to write the screenplay. As you would if you wrote a story. Yeah, and George Lucas is kind of famously a control freak, which I don't necessarily blame him. I don't consider that action a control freak thing either. Yeah, I don't either. Um, But they hired a guy to write the screenplay, and I guess it kind of changed the story, and he kind of had to move stuff around to make the movie make sense. But... There was also supposed to be sequels to the movie, except the movie flopped. It actually was not a financial flop. It was just a critical flop. And so they scrapped it. Did Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs down for fucking fairy problems? I don't know. Discontinuity? I'm trying to think of a fucking (laughs) word that I, I know is a word and I can't remember how to say it. So you brought up Siskel and Ebert. Oh, this, that's not good <laughs> that that comes up. It's all a circle. Do you remember the two-headed dragon? Oh my god, is that what they called them in set design? So the name of that dragon, which is canon because they put it... I'm about to tell you they wrote books instead of creating the actual sequels. Okay, right? gotcha. so there were three that's a books. classic move. Yeah, but the dragon they officially named in the book, and I think in like post-interviews and stuff, they've referred to it by its name. And its name is Ebor Sisk, Mm. after Siskel and Ebert. Did Siskel and Ebert know that? I'm sure they did. I don't think it was a secret. And I don't know if it was kind of like playful or if it was like, hey, screw you guys. Yeah, I never never know that looking back in time at like critical stuff. Like, because when I was a kid, Siskel and Ebert were referred to very, very intensely, no matter, like, on either side. If you liked them or disliked them, you were like, they're great, or you thought they were pieces of shit, which is completely ridiculous for somebody yeah. who watches a movie and tells you what they think about it. <laughs> I know. Literally the point of his job. So they they named it Eborskis. Eborsisk. So there were three books? Does <laughs> Yeah, so... The books came out in 95, 96, and 2000, so years after the movie. Whoa, I'm kind of surprised about the 2001. 95 and 96 makes a lot of sense to me. That's pretty much when I reached sentience. (laughs) And they were called Shadow Moon, Shadow Dawn, and Shadow Star. I have seen these books. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. My mom. I'm sure there's a ton no, of copies, dude. and no, I'm sure your my, mom my has house. <laughs> uh, no, my mom used to have those. All those books got thrown away, but that uh, yeah, I remember seeing that because my mom did one thing where she kept all of her uh, series on one shelf. Yeah, so there was always just like me putting books out of order because I thought it was funny to screw up whatever fucking thing they did on the spine to make it <laughs> look pretty and just fuck up everything that was going on. Yeah. You're like, now this dragon's tail is in the middle of its body. Correct. You know they do that on books. No, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's because all of them do that because they're all sold in box sets or yeah. like that's part of it's like the Pokemon book. Like you got to get this third of an inch of a line for the spine. Yeah. You got to get the same edition. That's yeah. a problem with fucking anime. It's like a lot of the DVDs that they make nowadays just don't have the same box art. <laughs> yeah. Or I've seen it where like mid-series, like the distributor changes or something, and you're like, well, I guess I have this half a mech forever. <laughs> I'll never get to the end of this picture, you pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, so the books, I guess, are much different than the movie. I don't know the overall reception to the books, but I know that fans of the movies hated the books because they have an incredibly dark tone and they started with just killing all the main characters from the movie almost oh, this instantly. This sounds great. <laughs> this sounds exactly like the kind of book that I would want because I don't like uh, movie interpretations of books. Oh, yeah, those are the worst. Well, I've staunchly stayed away. I've never read fan fiction like a full book. Like Fifty Shades of Grey? I mean... I'm just kidding. Is that? I don't know if that... I don't know what that is. Like, I know what that is, but I don't know if that's fan fiction. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, no, like, I've never read, like, a Star Wars novel. All of the... I read one. Yeah. And it was pretty good, but it was See, Shadows of the Empire. But the thing is, like, I... I would probably read like deep Star Wars stuff that's like so far removed from everything that yeah. the actual concept of Star Wars almost doesn't exist in it other than the universe that they're in. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna like read the novelization of like, I can't even think of a movie for this. Yeah. Like, just, but I'm not gonna do it. Like, it's just not gonna happen. So like, I've already seen the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh my I don't God. need to read it. That's probably exactly. <laughs> so I I do agree with the fact that if you're gonna like try and do a novel situation, just completely get rid of the fucking character because yeah. you develop a character in a book way different than you develop a character in a fucking movie. Yeah, and it's like they're very different. So I do. That sounds like those books might be all right. Yeah, they honestly sounded kind of cool when it when i was like oh they're super dark all right i like that and then they're like they killed everyone okay all right <laughs> this is just a murder and i don't really dislike those characters so it wasn't like yeah kill them no, off it's, uh, yeah but it's I, just a funny thing to do so well, like, i do think right. it's funny but i also <laughs> it, it completely breaks the expectations of having to follow a character yeah. Like, you don't have to do any of... You do not have to keep up with, like, this really shallow guy you developed in five minutes. The baby. The Laura Dannon. Yeah. <laughs> so I was curious. I, I didn't know, like, the um, the schedule. You know, like, how fast did they shoot the movie or whatever? I thought you were going to say the laws on filming a baby and how long you're allowed to have them on camera. Yeah. I mean, you're you're allowed to do, like, what, six hours as long as you do, like, X hours of school or something? It's like yeah, the there's a law. weird, like, real strict setup that I yeah. think was developed during the Olsen twins era. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's even, like, a law named after them or something for that specific reason. But I was thinking, like, if they filmed this movie over even two years, like, that baby would have grown so much. Are you suggesting that maybe they weren't feeding that baby proper nutrients, so it stunted <laughs> itself, and that now there's a full-grown baby person? I mean, I was just insinuating maybe there was multiple actors, I but... Could not, <laughs> could not be what's going on there. You so, have already pointed out that the baby had a wig on. 
Yeah, the baby did have a wig on. Which, by the way, Warwick Davis had a wig on too. Willow. And I'm That's like, a really why? good wig. Yeah, but I'm also like, that guy could grow hair, right? Well, they I just mean, needed him to have longer hair, so I guess they put a wig on him. Well, that could be a maybe he got chewing gum in it or some shit, and they had to fucking cut it out. <laughs> they didn't know the peanut butter trick. Yeah, isn't it ice? Oh, well, peanut butter too. I've heard everything that. works. Just all everything. of these things work so ice fire makes... ants work yeah theoretically <laughs> over time if it had enough sugar in it they'd take it away yeah. um but oh my god weasels in my hair yeah. but so ice <laughs> makes it hard so you can break it out and, right uh peanut butter you can also use chocolate or you can just use fucking oil yeah. um uh resaturates it and turns it into a puddle of goo that is slightly easier to get out of your hair but requires you basically get in the shower if you do it. Yeah. I've never done either of those things. I have, however, been chewing gum and put peanut butter in my mouth and know what happens. <laughs> yeah, so there were twins, uh, twin babies, much like the Olsen twins. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe they had very different interests. I shouldn't I, say much could. like. <laughs> yeah, that would be real fucked up of you. <laughs> I guess those twins... Never did anything else in Hollywood, which I applaud. I'm like, all right, well, I get it in early. <laughs> realistically, did they do anything when they were in Hollywood other than go? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not, but hey, they got paid for it. Did they? Yeah, they did. What What did they spend their money on? Uh, candy. They were babies. Yeah, babies love candy. That baby was like a toddler. <laughs> yeah, you're I right. think maybe you shouldn't babysit toddlers. <laughs> Here's nah, some skills, a, man. Yeah, I, w- I would be a bad babysitter. You'd actually probably be an all right babysitter. I'm just saying, maybe don't feed toddlers candy, like hard candy yeah. or chewy candy because they can't actually eat it. Like everything a toddler eats is a slurry of some kind. Yeah, if you told me beforehand, this is what this baby eats. I think you would figure it out if you were like, (laughs) if you had a handful of Skittles and a toddler in front of you, you might be like, you're going to die. You might choke on this. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of dropped off the map, honestly, after Willow. Like, they didn't do anything in Hollywood. Yeah. but it seems like even when there's like reunion stuff and whatever, they're not really around. Do they know they were in this movie? <laughs> well, so I guess there's this other thing too where other people have been like, I was the baby in Willow. Yeah, this yeah. This sounds like another problem where you could you need just need to ask some people some questions. <laughs> yeah. I guess Warwick Davis, um, I think it was Twitter, some kind of social media he posted. It was like a selfie of him and some woman. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this is the baby from Willow. And everyone was like, we have never heard of her. Uh, (laughs) And they were like, we don't know if this is true or not. That sounds like an excellent, very specific scam to go in on. (laughs) We need a set of twin ladies uh, that they would be like, what? Our age. They would be our age-ish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, um, almost. So we need like some 35 to 37-year-old twin red... Uh, I guess, what color was the baby's actual <laughs> I hair? I don't even know Damn, if they're wearing wigs. <laughs> we've been fucking foiled again. Yeah. Wigs have so much power. They do. That was an early role for Val Kilmer. Kind you of can a, tell because he's like 12. Yeah, he is very young in it. I think Top Gun came out before that. Um, that had to have been like a kind of weird mental shift. Yeah. Like I just spent all my time fucking around with jets and now I just hang out in a cage with a sword. Yeah. I guess he ad-libbed a lot of his, his character was named Mad Mardigan, who's kind of like, uh, what? Mad Mardigan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I just saw it written down, so. Yeah, no, it's... Mad- I have trouble with all these they names. They say Mad... Mo- yeah, no. <laughs> the only reason why I know Mad Mortigan is because that is one of the only... Uh, if you fucking run into a boomer that likes this movie, they'll be like, oh, Mad Mortigan. Like, that's their yeah. favorite character. And, like, I like him as well, but... He's a cool uh, character. He's an asshole. Yeah. Like, he is the exact, like, 
you think he's really cool and then you go through and analyze everything he's done and like even when he's a good guy you're like you're a fucking piece of shit dude yeah i don't know if i'd 100 percent call him a piece of shit he's very self-centered yeah i think which makes you a piece of shit yeah. generally like usually but he's not like truly evil he doesn't really mess up anything with other people he full-on loses that baby like six minutes afterwards because he just True. puts it on True. the fucking ground to take a piss <laughs> he's apparently not even a full day away from a town <laughs> which is the only thing he has to do to keep his word is carry the baby to the town he didn't say he would raise that baby he said he'd take that baby to a woman yeah. any woman he was dressed as a woman when they found him like what what was go he immediately went there fucked somebody else's wife <laughs> did, did he yeah that's why he's in the room so that whole when he's dressed scene- as a woman Yes, that's why he's getting dressed up like the woman is because he's in that okay, room with somebody okay. oh, else's yeah, yeah, wife yeah. and You're they right. just fucked. That's right. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, you want to breed? Yes, yeah, exactly. I, every time that scene happens, I manage to completely blank it out of my memory. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's why he's in that room. So he immediately goes from losing a baby, does not look for it, yeah. to fucking somebody else's husband, wife, girlfriend, whatever the fuck they got in who is already in an abusive relationship with somebody he knows is insane. Yeah. And he's, he doesn't even have the common like courtesy to plan it out well. So he just dresses himself up like a chick. And the only reason he helps everyone escape is because he's mildly confused that the hot chick was talking to him. Yeah. Like, that just shuts down his senses long enough for him to be like, oh, we gotta run and I'm already carrying a baby. Yeah, even uh, disguises himself with some mini apple tits. That that also that guy grabs those tits and he's just fine with it. I know it's like, like what is what are his wife's tits like? Like bunches of apples. <laughs> <laughs> they were three apples tall. Got Smurf tits, do you? <laughs> I just really wanted to say mini apple tits, dude. I do like saying mini apples. Like I I often call Minneapolis tiny apple place. <laughs> and that's massive not huge tits massive and mini apple tits <laughs> mini apple tits i was at mini apple tits they have an excellent cocktail lounge <laughs> yeah that scene was also where they introduced that love potion or i guess it's more of a love so, dust it's also like the rules to it are complicated because it's like yeah. the broken heart something like there's some they keep mentioning a broken heart in it and i think that's the only way to break the spell oh so, really yeah i didn't catch that they both times they it's either the name of the dust i thought it was the name of the dust it's like the blah blah hearts and but blah, it's something blah. broken heart yeah so i don't i don't actually know that it's a straight love potion but so if it's a love potion under the you have to have your heart broken for it to fail then val kilmer is still under a fucking love potion the whole goddamn time he's a good guy right yeah and if it's not, it means he had a broken heart and that mended it. But then why is it specific to who you look at? I think you might be onto something because didn't she kick him in the face after he was potionized? She and so did. maybe that broke his heart and broke the spell. Because after that, he's like not really into... That guy's heart gets broken real easy, man. <laughs> Fucking Come look. on, one kick to the face and you're out of this relationship? <laughs> Any guess? So there was a pretty famous actor that won out for that role of Mad Mardigan. Popular 80s actor, too. Any guess on who it was? Uh, not Antonio Banderas. <laughs> that, who was the guy from Princess Bride that was the swordsman? Ooh, I know. I can picture him, but I I forget his name. I don't think he was in a ton of stuff after that, either. Uh, Carrie Yules, was that his name? The swordsman? Yeah, the main guy. No, 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 not him. Anigo Montoya? Yeah. Uh, I think that was Antonio Banderas. Was it? Maybe, I don't know. Let's look. I'm pretty sure it's not. He kind of looks like him. Or has that... Antonio Banderas is, I think, younger as well. Yeah, probably. So, 
I don't know how to say this guy's name, uh, but the main guy was Carrie Elwes, Ewells. And then, let's see. Where is Inigo Montoya? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. That guy. It's one of the things that I hate about He's like IMDb. Famous. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Anybody. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Okay, good call. Was it him? That's who I was thinking it was. Um, let's see. Yeah, the thing I don't like about IMDb is when they do those little thumbnail pictures, they don't put pictures of them from the movie. I know, that's what I was saying. I'm like, I don't know this dude as a 60-year-old. <laughs> uh, Mandy Patinkin was not in Willow. So. That's how we were talking about who went out for his role. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I got lost in a tangent. Uh, no, it was not him. Because he would have actually, like, I think that would have been an excellent person. Yeah, I could see that. It was John Cusack. What? Oh, <laughs> super glad that didn't happen. I know. Like, I don't dislike John Cusack a lot, but John Cusack as a uh, legendary swordsman, yeah. not going to happen. Like, you would have to get me so fucked up to believe that. <laughs> They get to the castle at the end, and he's like, well, I guess I got to take my boombox out. <laughs> he holds it up. Exactly. Like, the whole, like <laughs> if they put John Cusack in that movie, they would have to completely change it to, like, he would have to be breaking the fourth wall every, like, ninth scene, but only with looks. <laughs> yeah, he's just giving different facial expressions. Real quick, while we're talking about casting, because I forgot to mention this, Warwick Davis has been in like some super famous roles um, we mentioned star wars willow do you know what else he's been in a couple of huge franchises he was in harry potter oh, okay so i could have guessed i'm all i'm doing in my head is like okay lord <laughs> of the rings harry potter yeah. uh was he in the dungeons of dragons movie from 2009 that no one knows exists because it was awful no he was in the the terrible made-for-TV Ewok movies. I'm not sure that I mentioned that. But he was also the leprechaun in Leprechaun. Oh, yeah. No, I do know that. <laughs> yeah, you told me that when we were watching yeah. it. And he was also in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The, which, was, was he in the TV show or the movie? The movie. The later movie. Because I think there was two movies. No, there was a TV There's show. There's the BBC TV show. Then that got movieized. Okay. But he was in the, um, yeah, the one with most stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Which he they, was Marvin the robot. It it's real funny that like they could totally release the second one of those at any point in time and it would just make a shit ton of money and they won't because that one was bad. I didn't even think that one was so bad. That one was was it a commercial failure? It was a commercial failure because um no matter what you do, you're not going to popularize British humor to Americans. Yeah. Like, and especially nerd humor. Like, dude, someone's yeah. always going to have a problem with it. I have a problem with that shit sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I sympathize with it. Yeah. Because you can't just do that. Like, have you seen the TV show? Yeah, I actually have it on DVD. It's hard to stay. Like, you can't binge that. And not no. take, like, at least a break to do some jumping jacks or some shit, because you will fall asleep. It's a fever dream, for sure. You're just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's yeah, just yeah. like, you can't watch six hours of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, Val Kilmer, he ad-libbed a lot of his stuff. Oh, another crazy thing. Sorsha? I don't know, the, the queen's Talk daughter. Talking about my cat. <laughs> we, had a cat named, we had a cat named Sorcha when I was very young. I wonder if it was because of oh, 100% was. This movie was like, this movie was next to Wizards. Like, okay. they're quite often viewed in the same day. I could see that. So your family was a big WI fan. They're like, go to the end of the alphabet. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that is where they stuck all the words that we made up about that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Those movies do share a vibe. Maybe just the time period they were made, but that kind of makes sense to me. Well, the vibe is that most people didn't like them, which was popular <laughs> back then. Yeah. What do they call that? Like a cult classic? Well, a cult classic happens afterwards. Right. Well, it can kind of like, happen It's a right? small following that get like hardcore into it. Right. And right. it just stays that core following. Yeah. That's why like, so uh, 
a lot of cult classics are almost at the point where they're not cult classics anymore because like their following is not a cult following their yeah. following is everybody like, they hop you, the wilford brimley line yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they look fantastic or old where did we land on that? <laughs> i get what you're saying though it's like yeah it has this cult following but then once that gets big enough now you're just popular yes <laughs> and people get all upset about that shit i'm like why do you have an opinion on whether or not that guy gets food and or a jet yeah i know why because jets are bad this year as of this year everyone started giving a fuck about how everybody's jets are yeah that's kind of wild i'm glad to see it you know like all the kylie jenner's and taylor swift's are like hey why do you use this much fuel you're killing the planet I've also seen popping up a lot lately, celebrity water usage. Oh, that I don't. I don't even want to see that because I know how bad with water I am, dude. It it I, is like insane. I'm, I am as conscious like as I can physically be with water wasting, and I still am just like, oh, you you could have saved thousands of people this month, Keelan. <laughs> I just saw this article last night. That was talking about Dwayne Wade, the basketball player. Ah, uh, okay. I guess he mostly, uh, he has like a Florida residence. They like renamed a whole county after him. Like he's a Florida legend. There's Dade County. They renamed it to Wade County. Oh, fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah. Bet um, you Dade's pissed. <laughs> but he also has a house in LA. And there was this report that came out that I think in the month of July, maybe it was June, he used 500,000 gallons of water on his property i mean like i know what how big that is in a cistern that's (laughs) that's not like as much water as it sounds but that's still like a small town oh yeah that's like a small town for a couple years that's no you'd be surprised dude running your size of the town your faucet on for like 30 seconds is a gallon of water oh yeah i mean the toilet flush is a gallon right the toilet only flushes a gallon because we regulate it. Right. Like, that is a tightly regulated thing. That guy's just got sprinklers on. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sure most of that just turn, is... Like, just in the piping of his sprinklers is probably fucking 100 gallons. Yeah. So, it's pumping that out every fucking, like... This is another... Like, when you go into, like, commercial cooking and you see fucking how much water is getting used on stuff, and you're like, no one brings this part up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was doing environmental engineering for a while, and just the the volumes of water we would go through were substantial, but, you know, made sense for the work. But 500,000 gallons, that's that's insane. Um, I think my dad's yard gets flooded with 20,000 gallons. What? That's yeah. crazy. Well, it's not all there at once. Right. It goes yeah, because they the, do, like, the irrigation. Yeah, it goes through the whole fucking neighborhood. Yeah. But it is a surprisingly smaller amount of water when you look at it, like, in a cistern. Right. Cause, like, yeah, so, but if his whole neighborhood goes through 20,000 gallons, right, that's still, like... Yeah, but the rest of his neighborhood probably has fucking, like, people hire... Like, that also goes to who is actually getting paid to do this. Did he just go yeah. and fucking turn all that shit on and he doesn't have anybody taking care of any of that shit? <laughs> yeah, I do you have top secret thoughts that no one should else has? Are you worried that maybe, maybe there's somebody reading those thoughts? Well, today is your lucky day. With the Rebellion's new aluminium trilby, you will have all the protection you need to look into the eyes of your oppressor and smile with confidence. This message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. What were we talking about? I don't know, but we can talk about what the fuck is wrong with the gophers in their weird little shire town. Oh, the the first town that you're in? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, At the, with the very gophers. end of the movie, <laughs> yeah. they do this tactic that... Uh, so, all right, so spoilers. Everyone gets turned into pigs. Yeah, which, real quick... They had a big problem with those pigs trying to fuck on set, and they had to constantly be spraying them down with cold water. Or they could have just gotten all male pigs. What the fuck? <laughs> we don't have no time for no gay pigs. We don't have... I mean, that would have been even fucking better. They're like, no, the problem wasn't that they were fucking. The problem was they were homosexuals. 
I can see that being like something that would stop production back then. Like, <laughs> Got all these gay pigs. <laughs> but anyways, the last scene where she turns them all into pigs. Yeah. Gopher problem. So they they like secretly turn everybody not into pigs. So they have the element of surprise, which I right. also don't understand because all of a sudden there's not a hundred pigs walking around. Yeah. Um yeah i don't get that what did they they got turned back and then they were like they all just hung out uh, <laughs> we're the, leaving see ya those hundreds <laughs> of people just hung out in that tent all night <laughs> like yeah. they dug from that tent and i think this is where the gopher thing comes in is he's like oh back where i'm from we have these gophers and he proceeds to do the like montage-esque planning where it just shows everybody whispering and it doesn't actually reveal the plan but there's like maps unrolled and stuff and then the (laughs) next morning when the plan happens the plan is to antagonize the army into coming out to kill two people and then while the gates are open storm the gates which leads me to believe that the gophers in this reality are fucking terrifying and dangerous and that Willow's fucking species is probably a lot more bouty than everyone's giving it credit for, if that's what they have to do when they garden. <laughs> I mean, they are little people, so it's like, is that like a javelina to them or something? <laughs> I think they would just call javelina javelina. Oh, I just mean relative sizes. You know, yeah, like yeah. gophers like the size of a foot. Right. But if you're a little person, that's, that's the size of your foot. We've, we've discovered this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I guess you're right. That's part of the dwarfism. <laughs> your foot's the same size. Yeah. Warwick Davis has some quite Male large hands. hands. Yeah. I would call those ham fists. His yeah, hands are but almost. They're thin. He's like a well, piano player. His hands are almost the same size as uh, David Bjorgensen's. Yeah. Yeah. When I think a ham fist, though, he, I think thick. Like, well, uh, I think closed. Yeah. Okay. Like. So if you imagine a ham hock and your wrist is the hawk. <laughs> Where's the ham? Where's the hawk? Yeah, the, your fist is the ham. Your wrist is the hawk. <laughs> yeah. That's why when you're punching somebody, you give them the good old ham hock. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, but the, I did like the ending. I liked the whole movie, but the ending where they're storming the castle, I thought was pretty awesome. Old lady battle. So Dude, cool. Okay, yes. <laughs> so there is a fucking like seven or eight minute just fight between two old ladies that yeah. like mildly use magic. They use magic a little bit, but mostly they're fighting over a wand and then they just beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I like Willow a lot. It's um I guess it's as far as like a deep fantasy kind of story, there's not a lot there. Like the feeling I got throughout the movie was like, there's a lot of backstory here that I'm missing. <laughs> yeah. Especially like with Mad Martigan and like his little frenemy guy. You're like, what yeah, happened between these? The most these? handsome man in the movie? That guy is fucking <laughs> handsome. Like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. And there was apparently a ton of backstory even in the original screenplay that they had to remove for whatever reasons. All right. It was two and a half hours long in fucking (laughs) the 80s, which is pretty much 70 hours long for a movie back then. Yeah. That would be the equivalency of the Schneider cut these days. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was really my only gripe with the movie. They kind of threw me into this world and didn't explain a lot of stuff, which is fine. A lot of times you don't get that right off the bat, but it's like, but it's coming, right? And it never came. And then you're like, oh, I guess it's over. I guess they won. (laughs) That's, I guess I have the same issue, but I think it's, they either gave too much and made you want more or they gave too little and made it too long. Yeah, Like, I can't tell which it is, because I fucking love this movie. This is, like, one of the cornerstones of my childhood. This is how I thought trolls operated. <laughs> like, I don't know if you pay attention to that, but the troll is only by the bridge. Yeah, like, that's the only so, time like, you it, see him. it follows the troll rules. So I was like, oh, it can, like, in my head as a child, trolls before that are only on bridges going over shit. But this was a bridge that was just there, and I was like, oh. Like, it's any bridge. Like, that got added to the lure of trolls <laughs> as a child. Yeah. Like, if you just build a bridge anywhere, you yeah, can get troll trolls. Will come. <laughs> but, like, it, like, 
everything about this movie is good other than it's apparently two and a half hours long, which I don't remember it being. <laughs> and it starts like lagging in a lot of scenes. But yeah. it, like, it manages to make up for them pretty quickly. By the time you've lost interest in a scene, they've finally like at least confused you enough that you're like, all right, whatever, let's move on. Yeah, it is like right as you're starting to get bored. It's like something cool happens, generally. But so uh, overall, I would give it two Keelans out of you don't get to know how many Keelans. <laughs> All right. I'll give it um, E out of pie. E out of pie. Delicious. I only like to rate things in irrational numbers. Well, that's life. I mean, <laughs> if you're going on some form of weird math philosophy using irrational numbers, fantastic. Yeah. Math philosophy is my life philosophy. Later. <laughs> Danimals, side tent. Danimals always made me think of immediately that was yogurt made out of animals. Same. Like, yeah, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>